everyone, and welcome to episode one of Couch Coaches Unplugged. Keep in mind, we are not experts here. Don't take our advice and go throw out, throw down a bunch of bets. Since this is our first episode, I'm going to start with introductions. First up is Austin. What's up, Nathan? I'm really excited to be here with you. Um, I think that this is going to be a great show, or at least an entertaining one. Um, and I know the, uh, uh, you know, you you mentioned that you know we're not necessarily professionals; we're couch coaches. But you know, you can go ahead and take my picks, you know, completely. They are for sure and guaranteed um, that you could put money on a parlay, put them all down on a parlay, and say fuck Vegas. Um, and excuse my language there, maybe cut that part out. But uh, um, yeah, a Rams fan. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, let's let's do this, guys. All right. Thank you, Austin. Next up on the team is James. Hello, world. Uh, I agree. You should take all of our opinions as gospel because we are awesome. Uh, <laughs> I am the only Raiders fan here. So anyone else who's out there, bear with me with all these Rams fans. It'll be OK. And I'm very excited to be here. Let's let's do this. All right. Thank you, James. The last member of our team, Kyle, could not be here today. Something came up, but I did record a bunch of responses from him earlier. This is his introduction. What's up, Nathan? Um, my name's Kyle. I'm a big Los Angeles Rams fan. I've been the fan uh, as long as I can remember. Probably uh, my first thought of being a Ram. The first time I really remember the big thing is probably, you know, the Kurt Warner Super Bowl, bring Kurt Warner onto the team. I just moved to St. Louis, and um, I think he probably brought a lot of people and made him might made a lot of people a Rams fan just you know by what he did and bring us to Super Bowl his first year and all that. Um, I, I I do scuba diving for a living. I'm a veteran, and uh, yeah, that's that's my introduction. All right, Kyle went a little long there, but that's Kyle. All right, everybody, and finally, I'm Nathan. I currently live in Hawaii. I'm an active duty member so trying to get everybody together on the right time schedule is hard i also recently became a contributor for a rambling fan on fan sided at the end of the day we have three rams fans and a raiders fan but we all just love football in general we're not here to be biased we're here to give our honest takes and assessments on what we see so the first thing we're going to bring up in this episode is last night's game against the San Francisco 49ers and New York Giants. I talked to everybody last night about my thoughts. I'll go into them last. So let's have uh, James start. James, what were your thoughts on last night's game? Um, I thought that it was kind of a beatdown. I know a lot of people were saying, oh, it was a one-score game. I don't think it was that close at all. I think the Niners are cream of the crop. I don't know how many teams have been scoring 30 points per game and holding teams to what they've been holding. But, uh, yeah, I think the Niners are really good. And especially with the Trayvon Diggs injury with the Cowboys, I think the Niners are the cream of the crop in the NFC this year. All right. Thanks for that take. Austin, what did you think about last night's game? My my opinion is going to be more closer to James than it is Kyle's. Um, you know, um, as like you said, we're, there's three Rams fans here, so – you know, we are going to come with a certain energy when, it, when uh, against the 49ers. That being said, though, they are the best team in the NFL, and I'm going to say that. 
Um, it's just there's all from every position there's no weaknesses or at least appears to be no weaknesses. And if they can stay healthy, um, that is not a team I look forward to playing again. Um, I don't think anyone should. That being said, the game last night, um, you know, it's week it's week three, you know, so I'm still just grateful that there's a, uh, a football game on. But I it it it, it wasn't wasn't close. Um, I mean, every from the drop from the drop balls and the missed mistakes uh, that the Giants were making to the just absolute almost perfect near perfect game that the 49ers played. Um, those are two teams on different ends of the uh, of the spectrum in the NFL. Um, and I thought um, I think it's crazy that the uh, 49ers have scored now 30 points exactly in their first three games. Um, you, it, it's going to be more telling when down the line when we see them play better quarterbacks, better defenses um, and just and just all around, you know, a quarterback with a good release uh, that could be a big struggle against that. Um, 49ers defense as Matthew Stafford showed for three and a half quarters um, in week two. Um, that being said, the, uh, you know, congratulations to 49ers. They, they beat Saquon or they beat uh, Daniel Jones in a bag of chips, <laughs> as Stephen A. Smith would say. Um, and, and yeah, I, uh, so at least it was still, still a game, um, but not, not a good one from my perspective. All right. All right. So this is what Kyle had to say before we get into my thoughts. Thoughts of Niners Giants Giants the game last night. I mean, I the Niners. I I think. I mean, I don't think they're as good as a team as everybody's giving them. Um, they haven't really played anybody big besides. Well, we we really don't know what the Rams are going to be yet. I like to say the Rams are going to be good. I think they they're looking good. The Rams went toe toe with them, but they haven't played any big teams. I think we're going to figure it out. Uh, I think it's week five. They play the Cowboys um, next week. They have an easy game, but uh, but the game last night for a while it was a close game. The Giants are going toe toe with them, and um, I, I think the score doesn't really do the Giants justice. I think the Giants going to slow down in the second half, but uh, I don't think the Niners. I really don't think I, I don't see the Niners going far this year. I know a lot of people are gonna disagree with me on that though all right so those are kyle's thoughts i i'm kind of with kyle on this one i was i was texting you all last night the giants were basically in striking distance all the way until that touchdown by debo samuel in the fourth quarter this is a team that didn't put up a single point until the seventh quarter of the nfl season they didn't have Saquon Barkley. A lot of people are going to argue that the Niners didn't have Ayuk. But, I mean, San Francisco is so star-studded that they don't need Ayuk. They still have CMC. They have everybody on their defense, like Warner and Bosa. They have uh, Debo Samuel. So, like, their focal point can be any one of these guys, whereas the Giants' focal point is out. And they still managed to keep it a close game. Uh, I'm not saying San Francisco wasn't isn't good or not a good team or still not a favorite. I just think that they they haven't played really anybody, and they were expected to blow out the Rams. I expected them to blow out the Rams. The Rams went toe to toe them with without Cooper Cup. I mean, who was supposed to be the focal point on on that offense and a bunch of young guys on the defensive side of the ball? So it's hard for me to put San Francisco number one. Um, for for those reasons alone, I did have them number two in my power rankings this week, but 
I know Dallas hasn't played anybody either. It's just Dallas has has won the games they're supposed to win and and, and dominated almost the entire time. San Francisco's had struggles. Yeah, the, the ultimate goal is to win, and they did that, you know, so it, I can't really discredit them for that. But I think these games are, are a little bit closer than they should be for the 49ers. All right, you know, so that's, that's a good point, Nathan. Real quick, um, I just wanted to, you know, the, that's the one thing about the 49ers. You know, you, you mentioned their strengths, um, but you know, I, I, the Giants were in striking distance the whole night. But did it ever feel like to you that they were going to strike? Not at all. Did it ever feel, did it ever feel that close? <clears throat> I mean, the, um, the, the thing about it is they can choose how they can choose how they want to beat you. And yesterday they ran the football. I, mean, I guess they. You know, I guess Purdy did have a career high in passing yards, but um, it just they 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 got you know they got points. Whether most of them were field goals, but they got points almost on, on most of their drives. Um, but you know, I do agree with most that you said. I just I didn't feel it was as close as the score even showed up by the, at the end of the game, let alone throughout the game. Yeah, I mean, I never felt comfortable with. I, d- I don't know if it ever felt like, hey, the Giants might actually win this. But as we know at the NFL, if, if these good teams allow a team to stay in the game for that long, all it takes is one mistake, one good play, and that game could have went the opposite direction. Luckily for the That's Niners, it happened in their favor with Debo on that long touchdown pass from Purdy. Um, some interesting things to note, though, I mean, that line is supposed to be really good, and the Giants sacked Purdy two times. Uh, penalties were also a huge thing. Um, Penalties were the only reason why they scored a touchdown. So the Giants have an underrated unit. The Giants have an underrated defensive unit. They, even on their 40 to nothing blowout loss to the Cowboys, they, the Giants played well defensively against the Cowboys offense. They did. Um, And they were nine for 16. San Francisco was for nine for 16 on third down. Yeah. I'll still take that though. It's above 50%. Yeah, Absolutely. And two for five in the red zone. So that red zone defense was clutch for the Giants. Yes, Ben, don't break. So they both had six penalties. San Francisco had 71 penalty yards. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to put San Francisco number one, but on paper, they definitely dominated. It would have been easier to say say that the Cowboys were with, with barring that Trayvon Diggs injury. Yep. That's, uh, yep, that's that exactly what's kind of what put the Niners on the top over the top for me yeah. as well. Right. Yeah, I did my rankings before that injury happened, so <laughs> um, I expect it to drastically change for the season. Teams like Cincinnati and Kansas City and Jacksonville they'll figure it out. Yeah, and, and it's Agreed. still only week three. There's still not a whole lot of data to go off of yet. We're still trying to to see who's who. All right, so the first matchup we're going to talk about is Colts-Ravens. As you know, Jonathan Taylor not available for the Colts. Justice Hill not available for the Ravens this week. What are, what are our thoughts on this game? Um, Austin, you go ahead and start this one. Um, yeah, so I actually – I'm more excited for this game than your average NFL fan. Um, I Don't get me wrong. I'm a realist, and I know the Ravens are going to win this football game. Um, I'm disappointed Anthony, AR, AR, uh, Anthony Richardson's not playing – um, he's been, he, I will say he was my, he was a bust prediction for me in the beginning of the season. He's played very well. Um, I'm a big fan of Gardner Minshew. Um, love his story. He's love his relationship with his dad. Um, that, that's just, he, 
I'm all about Minshew mania. Um, that being said, um, the Ravens are an overwhelmingly better team, although even though they're 2-0, I still believe they have underperformed. Um, their new offensive changes that they've gotten with their new offensive coordinator, I don't love that. Um, I think they should go with what works. Um, it, it sucks that their injuries always bar them from doing that. Um, but um, my prediction is Ravens um, – I go Ravens by 12 points. I go 32, 32 to 20 is my final score prediction, but I maybe it's not that close. All right, all right, James, your thoughts? Uh, I got a very similar opinion. Like I said, without Richardson, I think this is going to be tough sledding for the Colts. Um, although I will say, I absolutely have loved what Richardson has looked like so far. A little bit wonky on the passing, but actually better passing than I thought he was going to have. I agree. Uh, I follow the Eagles, and I liked the Jaguars, and I am uh, totally on board with the Minshew Mania. But even though the Ravens' D has been a little bit suspect because of injury, well, that whole team's been devastated by injuries. The Ravens, interestingly enough, have not allowed a first down in any of the first quarters this year. And so you get to a fast start. I think they're just going to keep rolling. Plus, I think Zay Flowers is an absolute stud. The kids looked really good so far for being such a small guy. Uh, I have Baltimore taking it 30 to 14. All right. I agree with that Zay Flowers comment. Um, Now, especially with uh, Odell Beckham uh, being out with an ankle injury, his um, flower stock just goes way up. I am also a huge fan of Flowers. I looked at him when it was uh, time to draft in my Dynasty Fantasy preview. Yeah, for, uh, for Dynasty. I went with someone else, but this isn't a fantasy show, so I won't go there. But all right, Kyle's thoughts for this. Well, I think they announced now that fucking uh, Anthony Richardson is out with the concussion for this week. I think it's finally been told. So I'm, I'm gonna give the Ravens a a big win at 30 to 17. I just uh, I don't without Richardson. I mean, I don't think they're gonna do anything. Kyle kind of had similar points. Yeah, I forgot to mention Richardson being out at the beginning. Uh, I also love Richardson. He was also he was actually one of my dynasty picks. I I think he's really impressing so far. Um, and his threat on the ground, it just he needs to learn to slide. He's taking too many unnecessary hits right now. Pittman seems to be getting better at least with Richardson I don't know how he's gonna look with Minshew there hopefully his production doesn't fall off I don't think Zach Moss is gonna be a uh, relevant in this game because the Ravens have the sixth ranked pass defense Ravens have also been a little slow Lamar's been looking lackadaisical at least week one but he's got Mark Andrews back they looked a little bit better week two they have a lengthy injury, uh, injury report, though, so worth monitoring. OBJ's out. Clowney was on the injury report. Duvernay, Hill's out. Humphrey, Linderbaum, their center or offensive lineman. So, I mean, given all that, I think this is going to be a good game for Baltimore to, to find a good rhythm and get back on pace. I'm thinking Ravens win something like 27 or 31 to 14 or 17. Um, moving on from the Colts Ravens, let's talk about Titans Browns. There's a big, big hit to the Browns last week with Chubb out for the season. That was a gruesome hit. 
I hope his career is not over. Um, but yeah, so what are we thinking about this with no Nick Chubb? Austin. Um, yes. Yeah, so Nick Chubb is one of my favorite players in the league. Um, there's talk. I don't, I don't know the update, but the last I saw there was, there was a potential that he severed an artery, um, in his leg that 90% of the time requires amputation. Um, but because I haven't heard anything on it since that report, and that was you know, four or five days ago, I'm going to, or three or four days ago, I'm going to, I'm going to hope that, um, that's not the case. And with the medical science that we've got today, um, I'm just I'm praying or you know hoping for the best for him. Um, now that being said, this is my uh, upset. One of my upsets of the week. The uh, current Vegas spread is um, is minus three and a half. Um, it's Cleveland minus three and a half. And with the way Tennessee played in both and weeks one and two, I feel like they could easily be two and zero. Oh, and I thought uh, Tannehill played lights out um, last week against the Chargers. Um, I'm picking the, I would take the Titans um, plus three and a half. I'd even make that five and a half. I think, um, I know Brown's defense is good. They're a little inflated based off of the poor performance of that Burrow gave, that the whole Brown or the whole uh, Bengals team gave in week one. Um, so my, my score this game is, um, I would go uh, Tennessee 28, uh, Browns 21 is my, uh, is my, is my prediction in this. Um, I think, uh, I think, uh, Deshaun Watson is going, you know, he's going to need a massage after this one. The Titans pass rush with Landry, I think is very underrated. Um, and I, I saw D hop getting going and Traylon Burks, they, that he, he proved to be a deep threat in week two. And, you know, of course you got to give the love to King Henry when it's due. He's doing this unprecedented stuff at, at such a, at such a higher age or, you know, an older age for a running back. Um, and, yeah, so give me give me the Titans. Um, I, if you were if you're betting on this one, um, just just take the free three and a half points. Don't no need to get things crazy, but take any more points than that. James, what are you? What about you? Uh, I see it a little bit differently. While I think Tannehill did look great last week, I think he looked absolutely awful against the Saints and. I think the Cleveland D, I agree, it's been a little bit inflated, but that Zadarius Smith addition really kind of unlocked that pass rush. And I think Garrett this week is going to go off. He's going to get like two, two and a half sacks. Um, that Chubb injury was devastating. Uh, but to be honest, I don't know if it would have mattered this week because that Tennessee run defense is really good. I actually have faith in Deshaun Watson. I know he is not giving me any reason to have faith in him. But I think this week he does enough to put it together. I actually have Cleveland taking this one 21 to 17. All right. Kyle, what do you have to think about this game? So they lost, Browns lost Nick Chubb last week. Um, I, I want to say this game's going to be close. And I was going to give it to the Titans, but I have a – I have a weird feeling. I think this is going to be the Browns game, and I'm going to put it at a close game to 24 to 23 Browns. All right, so he went with the Browns as well. I don't know. This is this is going to be a close game. Um, passing has not looked very good with Tannehill for the most part. Most part. I am not seeing the production we should be seeing out of D Hop. Is he losing a step? Has age caught up to him? What's what's going on there? Is the chemistry not there? What happened to Bobby Trees? I mean, he killed it with the Rams and is just 
dying in Tennessee. Um, Henry has not been dominant this year yet either. He's only been averaging 3.7 yards per carry, which is surprising. Is that, but is this offense going to be good enough to score over the Browns offense without Nick Chubb? Uh, I know Ford is a huge guy for them, but as James mentioned, Tennessee has the fourth ranked defense. Um, for for the Browns to have a chance, they're they're gonna have to run the ball. Oh wait, Tennessee has the fourth ranked pass defense. My bad. They've they're actually weak on the run D. So maybe they'll be good. I don't know. Um, I don't know. This is gonna be a close game. I don't have it being high scoring. I just I don't know if the offense is gonna be there until Watson gives me a reason to trust him again. I I just can't roll with him. I am gonna give this game to Tennessee, even though it might be a defensive battle. Seventeen fourteen. So, Trish, you may want to cut this part out, but um, Bobby Trees is not on the te- Titans. Yeah, he's on the Texans. Oh, yeah, you're right. I won't cut that out. So that's where he is. <laughs> yeah, that explains why he's even more quiet. I forgot he moved. Hey, you know, there's so many players in the NFL, it's hard to keep track of them all sometimes. Hey, the Texans don't... I see a future there, man. I see a future there. I'm not going to... I'll wait to that. Yeah, comes up, but I see a future there for Houston. I was, I was, I'm always negative on Ohio State quarterbacks, and I think it may have been wrong about Stroud. I like where I like where his head's at mentally. He went through his reads quickly. I wait, wait, but man, <laughs> I, uh, I think the Texans have a future. They're not, they're not going to win more than a game or two this year, but they have a future for sure. I agree. All right, next uh, matchup: Broncos Dolphins. Let's listen to what Kyle had to say about this one before we. Uh, Hop in with you all. Broncos, Dolphins. Um, I'm going to give this game to the Dolphins. Um, Tua has just been amazing this year, and his wide receiver core is is, is awesome. But it's going to be a high-scoring game for both of them. I'm going to give it to the Dolphins, uh, 31-23. All right, James. Um, so let me preface by saying, you know, I respect Russell Wilson, but man, does he look like he sucks now. I am almost positive Sean Payton will be apologizing to Nathaniel Hackett in week five and saying, you were right, man. It wasn't your fault. It was Russell's fault because he is not playing well. That being said, Solomon might apologize to Payton because I think Nathaniel Hackett's done a terrible job with the Jets offense, but we'll save that for later. Uh, I think Denver's defense has been surprisingly weak this year. And honestly, as long as two is healthy, I cannot see Miami doing anything but dominating. Uh, I think the score might be a little bit down if Waddle doesn't go. But I'm looking at it, you know, 34-20. I'm thinking a pretty big blowout for Miami this week. Austin? I, um, man, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, uh... I love, I respect Russell Wilson, but I'm starting to think maybe Pete Carroll was just that damn good of a coach with the way he's, the way Geno Smith came on and yep. the way Russell Wilson. I mean, of course, I'm a USC guy, so the I, I always have a soft spot in my heart for Pete Carroll. Um, but that being said, I don't think Sean Payton's much worse of a coach than him. <laughs> um, but ultimately, it might be, might be at the, uh, the, 
back end of the career for Russell Wilson. Um, I wouldn't expect him to do much more than manage the game. The Bradley Chubb trade is absolutely biting Denver in the ass. Um, That I I didn't like the trade then. I don't like it now. He was, in my opinion, the heart and soul of that defensive line um, or slash outside linebacking core. Um, I, and you know, with the way, now, with the way that the Miami Dolphins' offensive line played last week and Moster had, I don't know, what did he have, 180 yards rushing? Um, if, if, if Miami can prove to not only just beat people through the air, but if they're able to run the football that effectively, that consistently, um, Miami is going to be a hard team to beat. Um, I would like to see a team like the 49ers or the Cowboys go against a team that way and the, and when and, and people forget they're very close to getting Jalen Ramsey back which it doesn't even seem like he's been missing from that defense the way that those guys have been playing um I think this game ends up being a blowout um ultimately I might but you know for cause I, I'm, I like to pride myself on giving y'all some some betting picks so um the spreads minus six and a half with Miami I would take that uh, my prediction um, is, uh, you know, lower without Jalen Waddle. Um, I'm going to assume he's out for this purpose, but my, give give me the Dolphins 35, the um, the Patriot or the um, the Broncos uh, 17. I mean, I think you all pretty much hit the nail on the head on this one. On my notes, I put next to the Broncos is Russ cooking yet. Um, <laughs> I put their very mediocre team, nothing special. I don't really have much to say about them. It's it's hard to hate Sean Payton, but he's he's going to need more than a year to, to get anything going in Denver. He's going to need to get players that he wants, and Russ isn't going to be that guy, I don't think. I, I don't see him being on the Broncos for a very, very long time, even if it me, uh, means taking a cap hit. It's a shame for what they gave up for him. It's just that, that it trade is. started to look so much better. And honestly, yeah, you mentioned Ramsey's almost back, but I think the defense for the Dolphins has underperformed. They're 28th ranked in pass defense, 14th in rush defense right now. I expected them to be closer to the top 10 or in the top 10 in both areas. Uh, this is another one of those teams that it could be a, a good week for them to to get their, their footing and, against uh, an easier opponent and start – you know, fixing, uh, uh, ironing out the kinks. You know what I mean? Tua has been very impressive. Uh, let's just hope that he can keep getting protected. Tyreek's going to be Tyreek. They also have kind of a lengthy injury report. So we'll see who comes out to play this week. But regardless of whatever happens, I also think this is going to be a blowout. I have Miami scoring high 30s, low 40s, and Denver somewhere between 10 and 13 points, if that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the one one uh, caveat to add to what you said, I, in my opinion, I believe Miami's um, defense has given up so many points or so many yards just due to the fact of how fast and how little time possession the um, the Miami's offense actually carries they I, I, I think it's that's that number is a little inflated just due to the amount of, of i would be interested to see how many defensive plays are ran against them in an accordance to um to other teams just strictly due to the fact that you get more opportunities you're going to get more yardage that makes sense but let me counter that real quick i don't have these teams ranked in points per game 
allowed right now, but Miami is allowing 25 and a half points per game so far. So they're still yeah, letting teams score idea. over three touchdowns a game. Almost almost four. It yeah. was the Chargers that did most of the they damage, though. That's true. Division opponent gets That's, two good quarterbacks, two good teams. So, like I said, it's only week yeah. three. We we can we have to take these rankings with a grain or a grain of salt until at least I don't know somewhere between weeks six and eight. You know, get at least a good sample size first. Sorry. All right, moving on. A game that I don't think a lot of people are going to be interested in, unless you're a New England Patriot or a New York Jets fan. Austin, what are your thoughts on this game? Yes, so um, I have high hopes for the for the Jets. Um, I'll make this one quicker since we've been dragging. I've been dragging my picks a little bit, but um, give me the pay, give me the Patriots to win this game. I know I think the Jets are a one point favorite. Um, I would take the Patriots plus that one point. Um, I think defensive. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game by, by any means. I think Zach Wilson is a dumpster fire. Um, without that long pass to Garrett Wilson last week. Um, he might have finished with 60 passing yards, something like that. Um, I mean, he's just absolutely three third year in the league. Um, he is who he is. He, you know, he's going to do some. He's going to make some plays, but they are going to be 12 yard quarterback runs on third and 15. Um, it's not. They're not going to be effective. They will be, you know, a little bit stat padding. I think um, the Jets defense underperforming. Um, immaculate in game one. Um, they were. They did not look. They did not look ideal in game two, but they did show potential. Um, give me the. Um, give me the Patriots winning. Um, I believe it's going to be fourteen to 12, 14 to ten. I know. Uh, you know, somewhere around the two to three point spread difference, but low scoring. Um, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it's been what two thousand fifteen when the last time the Jets beat the Patriots. Um, I don't. I don't. Ex- I don't expect that to. Uh, I don't expect that to end anytime soon. Not with Zach Wilson. You give anyone else the helm, that's a dangerous team, especially with at every other position, but not Zach Wilson. This is just not it. James? Uh, yeah, I don't know the year, but I can tell you New England has beaten Jets 14 straight times, so that is at least seven years. So, yeah. Uh, the Jets O-line... I personally think is a bigger problem than Wilson. I agree. I don't think Wilson is the man at all, but I will say he's looked better this year than last year, which is a low bar to clear, but that jet offensive line is terrible. I think Judon's going to go off. Um, I think the Patriots have been playing the Eagles and the Dolphins play both of them pretty close. And I think that the Patriots are going to squeak this one out 17, uh, 14 and keep an eye on Christian Gonzalez. Uh, corner for the Patriots. I think he's an early favorite for defensive rookie of the year. Solid. Nice. Solid. All right. There is a stat I wanted to bring up, but Kyle brought it up first when I talked to him earlier, so I will give him the credit of being the one to introduce this. Here's what he had to say. So this game, um, I don't think neither team is very good. Uh, well, Jets, you know, they have a great, great team around them, but without Without Aaron Rodgers, you're just not going to be the same team. Zach Wilson, I don't think, is a good quarterback, but I think the Patriots are even worse. Um, the Patriots haven't started 0 2 since 2001, but I really think they're going to go 0 3. I'm going to give it to the Jets, 19 16. So Belichick has not been 0 2 
since 2001. They won the Super Bowl that year. I was just getting ready to say that. And who was that Super Bowl against? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... They had a, I, they had I a, don't uh, even know where to begin a here. quarterback game three of that year. Um, I think a guy by the name of Tom Brady was entered into that that season. Yeah. So, Stevenson, he's been kind of disappointing this year. Um, they don't really have a true passing threat, but somehow they rank seventh in the league in passing. So, something is going right for them there. Clearly, yeah, New, England, <laughs> New England hasn't found its identity yet. And even the defense, in my opinion, for a Bill Belichick defense has regressed. Um, obviously, the Jets are without A-Rod. They have a nice, solid wide receiver core, though. Um, hard to see if they get clicking or not. One thing, though, that you mentioned, you, it's it's hard to judge them too harshly last week because they did play the Cowboys. Uh, they are a good all-around team. Brees Hall is looking fantastic coming back off an ACL better than any of us, I think, would have expected him to do. I thought I was going to see a lot more Dalvin early on. So, honestly, this is – I think this is going to be one of two things. It's either going to be an offensive shootout or both offenses are going to struggle so badly that it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's hard to judge which way. Either way it does go, I have it – being a close game, I'm going to go with offenses are probably going to struggle, and I actually have the Jets taking this one by maybe a score of like 17-14, or, you know, somehow they get like a one-point victory, go for two or something. I think it'll be low scoring. Jets edge out. They're, they're going to end the streak. Uh, next matchup is going to be Buffalo Bills, Washington Commanders. James, I'll let you start this one off. Um, so I like what BNME, excuse me, what BNME is doing with the Washington offense. Um, I think Brian Robinson is playing like an absolute stud this year. The defense is finally getting sacks again. Chase Young being back definitely helps. But I think Hal is young and he's finally about to face a really good defense. And I think Allen limits the turnovers, builds off of what he did to the Raiders last week. Dagger to the heart. And I think Buffalo rolls 28-21. Austin, what do you got? Yeah, so I'm, I'm right there almost exactly with him. I think this is going to be really telling for Howell. Um, he's he's beaten nobody at to this point, and they look – I mean, they looked god-awful for that first half of that, uh, that Cardinals <laughs> game. Um, I mean, man, Dobbs – didn't Dobbs look – Dobbs looked like he was going to win MVP the way he was playing against them. Um, that being said, that defense is no joke. And uh, Chase Young just, I mean, man, he d- has that Aaron Donald effect. He may not get all the, all the sacks, but man, he's getting doubled at least every play or every other play. Um, if not tripled sometimes and uh, that, they, that it's and sweat coming off the edge there. That's, that's a good, that is a good team uh, or good defense. Um, they have players of how is who he says he, who, who, uh, Ron Rivera thinks he is and who Chase Young thinks he is. Then, um, then this is going to be the time to prove it. Um, that being said, um, I 28-20, um, Buffalo, uh, maybe even 35-20. Um, if Josh Allen, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> if Josh Allen plays the way he plays at home 
and not the way he played in week one, um, <laughs> then that then that game could be it could be twenty eight to nothing, twenty one to nothing at halftime. Um, my question my question is. Um, how in a shootout, how is he going to do? Um, they are a good running team. Um, I don't, I, th- I think it's going to be really telling that they play a team that, that scores points as quickly and as often as Buffalo does. Um, so I don't think it's going to be close. But if it is close and somehow Washington pulls out, pulls it out, then how does Purdue do? But I'm not a believer until you tell I'm a believer. All right. Kyle's thoughts over here. All right. Uh, Buffalo and Washington, um, the commanders are 2-0, and no, but I really don't think they're that good of a team. Uh, I think Josh Allen's going to heat up, and I think they're going to give it give it to the commanders, and we're going to win by a close game, 24-23. to wow. One-point game in a shootout. Yeah, close. All right, so I'm with you all. I'll just say that from the get-go. All right, I think Buffalo is going to win, but this is one of those games that, you know, I wouldn't count Washington out. Uh, the biggest question for me, like, with the Bills is do they get overconfident against the Jets when Rodgers left? Like, maybe they're just like, oh, he's gone. Now we have this in the bag, and then, boom, next thing you know, they're losing the game. They had a great bounce-back win against Las Vegas last week. James Cook is killing it as that running back. I don't think they've had as much promise out of a running back as they have this year with James Cook, who's averaging 5.8 yards per carry. Um, One thing to watch in Buffalo, maybe not for this matchup, is Diggs wants out. I wonder if that's going to happen. I mean, this team needs to succeed because that is just going to create more drama with him. Uh, I want to see more Dalton Kincaid. I, I'm not seeing the same thing out of Knox this year, and I, I really want to see them give Dalton Kincaid a chance. And one thing to note, um, with with James saying that Washington can get sacks this year, I mean, yes, they can. They tie the league for first with Dallas right now, and Allen might be running for his life. He got sacked five times against the Jets, and I think Washington might have a better front seven, so or at least a better defensive front on the line. So... The Bills' offensive line better come to play. Um, with Washington, though, it's 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 really hard to enjoy their success a lot. They played Denver and Arizona. Um, again, they're winning the, the games they're supposed to win, but how good are they really? This will be their first test to put them on the radar in the league. So with that being said, I, I have Buffalo winning this game uh, 24... 17, 27, 17, something like that. All right. One of my favorite matchups on the slate up next. I'm going to let Kyle go first. I, I have a lot to say here. Um, but this is going to be the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. I know Nathan's not going to be happy with this one, but I'm a big Jared Goff fan. I know the Falcons are 2-0. and Lions are 1-1. But I think Jared Goff is, I think he's a good quarterback, and I'm going to give it to the Lions 27 to 23. All right. Uh, you know, I'll wait to the end. I'll wait to the end. James, your thoughts? Um, honestly, I agree. Long term, I think the Lions <clears throat> are going to be a surprise team. I think they're good. I like Goff as well, but. Man, Bijan is the truth, and Detroit is terrible against the run this year. 
And I think that <clears throat> excuse me, Arthur Smith is going to pound the rock. And I think golf is going to play well. I think Gibbs is going to have a good game this week. But I think Atlanta squeaks a win, Young Way Koo, for another game-winning field goal, 24-21. All right, Austin. All right, I'm, I'm – so I agree with both of y'all, Kyle and James. I agree with you both, and the reason I say that – now, everyone's talking about the Lions being over-exceeding and being with all this hype and saying golf is great. Um, now, let me put it this way. Golf's always been pretty good. Problem is, is, is he great? And I don't think so. Um, I think he's a very good quarterback, probably top 16, 17 in the league. Um, but that being said, you know, you got to be you got to be better than than, than that. You, you manage the game and not make mistakes. And he does that. And I think I, I would I mean, I'd be fine. And if I was Detroit to have him at quarterback, um, I just don't don't expect him. If you're down, if you're down 14 points or you're down 10 points. Don't expect him to put hit the team on the shoulders and go make all the plays for y'all to win. That being said, the Lions are, I don't know if they're the worst tackling team in the NFL, but they're definitely one of the worst tackling teams in the NFL. And if there's something you're going to have to do to beat the Falcons is you're going to have to tackle. And neither running back, I would want to go anywhere near if I was on that Detroit defense um, for, for Atlanta. I mean, Bijan is the truth, just like James said. Um, he's carrying my fantasy team this year, and I know he's carrying his as well. Um, I think it's going to be closer than people expect. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they do expect it, and I'm just, I just missed that. Um, give me the Falcons to go 3-0 and unprecedentedly. Um, give me a score of 20-17. Of all right. All right, all right. Atlanta. Huge surprise for me this year. Fourth rushing offense. They're scoring 24.5 points per game. Third overall ranked defense yardage wise. Second ranked rush D. Weak in the past defense with 22, but they're only allowing 17 points per game. Does it have something to do with their schedule? It could. Maybe they're pretenders right now. But as you all said, Bijan hype is real. This kid is a stud. There was a lot of people at the beginning of the season who were like, don't waste a first rounder on him. He's going to be a bust, but he's proving everybody wrong. Ritter is really the weak point on that offense. I mean, Drake London's going to do what he wants. People are probably going to throw shade at me for this one. I think Pitts is overrated. I think he's kind of a bust. He's shown flashes of greatness, but he is not living up to the hype that was built up during the draft when he got drafted. Um, Goff and the Lions, their defense is also underperforming. They're allowing 28 and a half points per game. They're 26 ru- uh, rush ranked rush defense. They're top 10 in the past. <coughs> I'll give them that. But in this matchup, Ritter is not going to be the threat. Bajan is and Algier. So if that week of a rush defense with that pair of running backs on the other side, is going to be trouble for the Lions. Um, on the flip side of that, Falcons uh, pasty is 22nd, whereas the Lions rank fourth. And they got some good weapons. Laporta is doing really, really well as a rookie tight end. Obviously, you have Amon Rossett Brown. He's already have that chemistry with Reynolds from uh, the Rams. So they're doing really good over there on that side of the window. Now, there's no Montgomery this, this week. Jameer Gibbs, time to shine, is going to be this week. But I don't know if it's going to be anything productive because Atlanta's second in the uh, the rushing defense. 
The thing I like about Goff, and I think you hit the nail on the head, Austin, is he's good, not great. He is not going to win you a game if the you know game's on the line. He's not going to put the team on his shoulders and drive down the field for the last score. He's proven that over and over again. He can't do that nine times out of ten. He's not going to take the risky throws. He's going to wait until somebody's wide open or they have at least you know three, four, five yards separation between them and the defender before he throws it deep. And he's if it's not there, he's going to dump it off, you know, I think one of his games, he was like 66% of his throws were within 10 yards and everything else came yards after the catch. So that is why I don't like Jared Goff. Those are the many reasons. I think he's a decent quarterback, not great. And I think Atlanta wins this game. I think it's going to be an offensive shootout. I could see it something like 31-28. By the way, I think we should file it away, but we should definitely at some point talk about running backs in the state of the running back because I actually think Bijan is a great first round pick because that's how you need to do running backs nowadays. So file it away for another day. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure glad he didn't go chasing Jefferson in the first round. That's for sure. Yeah. Bijan or Tyreek, those are the those are the gets. So we we can cover that on our fantasy show. I'm hoping we can film that tomorrow where we can get more in depth with all of those uh, types of discussions. Absolutely. Sweet. All right, next matchup, New Orleans Saints versus the Green Bay Packers. James, I don't think you've gone first in a minute. What do you think about this one? Um, Let's see. So uh, as a former, well, as a Raiders fan, I will always have love for Derek Carr. Don't get me wrong. Um, <coughs> but I think the lack of running back could hurt. Like, actually, here. Let me start over. I love Derek Carr. I think that... <laughs> okay. Let me help you out here. So you're, you're yeah, talking sorry. about running backs real quick. Um, no Jamal Williams, no Alvin Kamara, obviously. But Kendra Miller, rookie, looking to get his first start. No Aaron Jones on the other end either. Oh, nice. So, I mean, Dylan's good. But anyways, back to uh, back to Kendra. I, I drafted him in my Dynasty League. Uh I've watched his tape. He reminds me of like a mini Alvin Kamara 2.0. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does with his uh, first start out there. If he, if he does in fact play. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I lost my notes. That's why I kind of got lost there. Uh, so I'm a big Derek Carr fan. I love him. But as you said, the, the lack of running back this week, I think is definitely going to hurt the new Orleans defense. Um, I think love is progressing. Uh, I am concerned about him against this defense, though, because the Saints defense has been playing lights out. They look like one of the best units in the league, to, uh, at least from my eye test. Uh, so I am going to go. Actually, I'm going to go with the upset. I think I'm going to do New Orleans 24, Green Bay 17. All right, Austin. OK, this is what I was excited about. Um, huge Derek Carr fan. Um Love the Saints. I'm a, I, I have Chris Olave on my team. I did last year. Um, I like Slant Boy. I don't care. I mean, it's Taysom Hill. I love I love <laughs> even Jamal Williams and Kamara. I mean, I, I dig the Saints. That's a fun town. Um, that, that being said, I was completely against the um, – I, I was against Jer- Jordan, Jordan Love at first at the beginning of the season. Um, it looks like the Jets will have a new quarterback in the next 12 to 14 years. 
Um, just because that's what Packers quarterbacks do around that time, about around that time frame. Um, there's one thing that he's done that even Favre, Aaron Rodgers did, and he's he started the he started his first season six touchdowns, no interceptions. He doesn't throw the football over. He can throw downfield. He's accurate. Um, his decision making is smart. He trusts his offensive line. Um, he, there's some some things to polish, but um, I've never been happier to have been proven wrong um, by a quarterback. I still early, but he if he if he plays like this all season, I mean he's lets, he's been playing lights out. And one of those were against the good defense of Atlanta. Um, they very easily could have won that football game. Um, uh, the the lack of run game. The one thing that Derek Carr has always proven is he's much. I mean, he, he can play without a run game, but he's better with one, as most quarterbacks are. Um, he's a play action type of quarterback, in my opinion, um, and he may not be identified as such. But whenever he has the run game going, he, he tends to have a higher pa- quarterback rating and passer, passing percentage. Um, Love Derek Carr would like them to win. I do think Green Bay wins this game. Um, remind me, is it in Lambeau? I believe it is. Uh, yeah, it's at Lambeau. Then um, give me Green Bay minus one and a half points, 28 26, um, or 30 to 28, somewhere around there. It's going to be a good game. It'll be a close game. I think it might be the game of the week. Um, but I do think the Packers overall just a little better um but i but it's that's gonna be something i wouldn't be wouldn't be uh, too mad if i was wrong about that one all right you're the first one to change their picks from yesterday all right it's all right it's all right uh all right kyle what did you have to say about this game so jordan love Love. i think he's still trying to find his place on the packers um, but I, I just don't see the Saints winning on the road. So I'm going to give Packers 21 to 17. All right. 21, 17 Packers. You guys have basically hit a lot of the wickets. I already said my little piece about, uh, Noah and Kendra Miller. Jordan Love has surprised a lot of people, myself included. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Watson gets out this week or not. But even without Watson, I mean, Romeo Dobbs has shown that he's capable. Jaden Reed is a rookie who's going out there and impressing. He may not be getting a lot of yards, but he's scoring some touchdowns. So that's something you want to see out of a young rookie on the uh, receiving core. So um, they lost a tough match to Atlanta. Their run game hasn't really been there. And as Austin pointed out, no no Jones. So is Dylan going to be able to pick up that slack? Uh I want to see more out of Musgrave, too. He's supposed to be Gronk 2.0, so maybe they get him more utilized against this very, very strong Saints defense. Overall, though, I think the Saints pull it out. I think it'll be a close game. It'll be like 24-21. For me, it was about picking the home team. That kind of That's how close I think the game's going to be. I, that, the, they have all of the same variables on both, on both teams. Running back injuries and and whatnot, and uh, decent quarterback play. So I, I picked, I had to move to the home team on that one. Oh, that's understandable. I mean, Lambeau is probably one of the most uh, hostile environments, except for maybe like Seattle and Kansas City. But as is um, the Superdome, 
or the most hated or the uh, in New Orleans. So that's that, they're both hostile. So I think that that gives the edge to either team, which puts yeah. whichever they were playing. Normally, I would agree. And honestly, if this was in Green Bay in like November or December, I might switch my pick based on that alone. But they're playing in September. I think uh, I think Nola is going to be able to pull it out. All right, next matchup. We even really need to talk about this one. Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> uh, Austin. Yeah, no, um, that's as much as I like the potential of Houston, I can see a future there. I don't know if Tamiko Ryan is the right guy. I'll make this one quick. It'd give me the Jaguars by three scores. Um, betting purposes, 30 to, 30 to 14, 30 to 10 type of a, a situation. Um, I, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence torches Houston's defense, and I think Christian Kirk actually um, has another big week, like he did last week. Um, yeah, I don't need to spend much time on that one. Give me, give, give me the uh, the Jags by three. Four, four. All right, let's go with Kyle on this next one. Ugh. So the Texans are just bad. <laughs> they're, they're a bad team. Um, I, I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I'm going to give it 31-19 Jaguars. Oh, man, I couldn't even listen to that without that, laughing. Ugh, was perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right, James. Um, so, fun fact. Houston actually plays Jacksonville really tough. Lawrence is only 1-3 versus Houston in his entire career. Now, granted, there was some Urban Meyer in there, so that's a complete different story. Uh, but Houston has a surprisingly good pass defense. They've only they, last year they gave up 15 pass touchdowns and had 16 interceptions. But the reason why is because they are terrible against the run. So I think Trevor Lawrence has a solid day, but I think ETN absolutely annihilates them. I think Jacksonville rolls 28 to 13. You know, it's <clears> funny you say that because this year so far Houston is 11th ranked in the pa- uh, pass defense. Oh. Hold on, that was defensive rank. People go up so, so people go up let so, me start far, over. so quickly that they don't need to throw them. Let exactly. Throw them. <laughs> I let me. Their eleventh ranked rush defense is what I meant to say. Twenty first pass defense. So, um, Austin brought up C.J. Stroud earlier. What? What's up? Oh, sorry. I was gonna say something stupid, but I decided not to. <laughs> okay. So we. I think so far, besides maybe Richardson, C.J. Stroud has had the best couple of weeks so far. Um, Damian Pierce has been a huge disappointment. I dropped him quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, Nico Collins, is he finally on the rise? I don't know. We'll need more to watch. R- Ricky Tangdell had a good game. So let- let's see what happens. I don't think they're going to be anything this year, but they do have some some promise for the future as long as their damn doesn't trade picks away again or uh, players for peanuts. Jacksonville, hard for me to analyze. Great Great week one, subpar week two. Uh, normally, I'd be impressed at them holding KC like they did, but Kansas City's off to a rough start, too. Um, Kelsey was just back. so. But I do expect big things from Etienne and Ridley this week. I think the Jags got tired of getting kicked by Urban Meyer and the Texans, so I think they're going to kick back. Um, yeah, I got Jags in a blowout, too, probably... 24, 28 to like 10 or 16. All right. This uh, this next matchup is going to be a real fun one to talk about. Chargers, Vikings. 
both teams 0-2. This is going to be a huge game for both of them because the loser has a significantly lower chance to make the playoffs. Only six teams in the history of the NFL have made the playoffs after an 0-3 start or 0-2 start. James. No, you're uh, 0-3 start. Six teams ever. So, James, go ahead. Um, so, honestly, even with that uh, Acres trade that they made, I mean, how bad are you if you have to trade for Cam Acres and that's your answer <laughs> to a terrible run game? Uh, I think Minnesota has no run game but an amazing pass game, which is interesting because the Chargers are absolutely terrible against the pass. But in their defense, they did have two a week one who lit them up for 466. Um I feel like the Chargers have been like a couple of plays away from winning both of their first games. And like, especially if JC Jackson doesn't make stupid penalties. Uh, I think that the Chargers pull this one out, uh, 31, 28, they finally get it done. And then if the Vikings keep losing, watch for Kirk cousins to go to like the jets or something. (laughs) All right, Austin. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree with that statement more. That might, uh, that James's statement right there might be the one I've agreed with the most to this point. Um, Chargers get their first win. They're the first team, I don't know if you mentioned this, um, the first team to ever in NFL history, not even just since the Super Bowl expansion, to score 50 points and through the first two weeks have no turnovers. Chargers have not turned the football over and still have not not won the game. Um, and, and in turn... I think Minnesota's looked like like hot garbage in their first two weeks. And there were some signs of potential. They have some good players. Um, they got Cam Akers for the least possible. Um, <laughs> if he doesn't have 500 yards total this season, then they don't even have to give us the compensation pick. Um, so, I mean, they, they, they can get him for free if he has less than 500 yards, basically. Um, which is, I mean... Madison, he can't rush for more than more than a yard per carry, and Acres lot. I mean, he's he's nothing, and of course Jefferson's Jefferson. Cousins is a tryhard. I don't even I don't even think it's going to be close. Um, well, it might be with that offensive uh, with the offensive of Minnesota. I like the receivers. Jordan Addison's my guy. Um, that being said, give me give me the Chargers by. But let's let's do let's do 2024 Chargers if Eckler's out and Eckler give me 31 24 then then give me 31 24 uh or no if Eckler's in uh 31 24 if Eckler's out 28 24 right, 28 24 Chargers yeah all right I'm gonna cut in before Kyle on this one um a lot of rumors that Staley's job might be on the line in LA should be honestly not gonna lie kind of hope it is maybe yeah. we can get him back get him back coordinator yes <laughs> not a fan of raheem morris but hey it's a topic for another day um i can understand a close division loss though to miami or are they the same division i'm blanking right now either way close conference. close game yeah conference but uh eckler not on the team is a huge huge loss I know Kelly had a, a good first game pairing up with Eckler, but I honestly think that he's in for another potentially bad game because the Vikings rank eighth in rush defense. Minnesota has had its own struggles, particularly in the running game, but I think this is a game that Madison breaks out. They already said it's a little too early for Akers to at least start, but 
Chargers are last in the league at run defense. So I expect to see heavy Madison play. It's hard to discount Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and the rookie Jordan Jordan Addison. So honestly, I just, I look at their teams. I like what they've done. Chargers are allowing 31 and a half points a game compared to Vikings, 27 points per game. I think it's going to be an offensive shootout. I think Eckler being gone is going to be the difference. I give it to the Vikings in an offensive shootout, probably 31-28. Upset alert. All right. I don't know what the the line is on that, but here's Kyle's thoughts. So they're both 0-2 starting off, but I think Minnesota is probably the best 0-2 team out there. Um, I, I I think I believe the Vikings are that they're play, they have a long rest. I think they they have like 10 days rest before, uh, between their games. So I'm gonna give the Vikings a 32 to 20 20. No, yeah, 32 20 victory. I don't know if it's going to be that much of a Dang, blow, not even but close, yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing too, I, I kind of disagree with Kyle. I don't think the Vikings are the best 0 and 2 team. I think that's the I Chargers. I think the Chargers the are. Mm, I'd go with I, the, I'd Bang- give it the Bengals. The Bengals haven't looked it, but I'd say talent wise, the Bengals are probably the best 0 and 2. The Chargers, Chargers are as as of this year, Chargers are the best 0 and 2 yeah, team. Yeah, you know, I'll give it to the Bengals too because of their defense. Um, but I think the Chargers are better than the Vikings 0-2 if Eckler's healthy. Totally. I still think the Bengals win 12 games. Yeah. I agree. Oh, I think interesting to note, too, pretty sure Vikings started the season last year 0-2 as well. We can fact-check that later. But uh-huh. um, Next matchup, Carolina versus Seattle. Uh, Austin, go ahead. Yeah, um, that's this is a good one. Um, I forget who someone someone from Carolina was just announced out of this game. It might even be Bryce like, Young. Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's what I was gonna say. It might even be Bryce Young. Um, so Andy Dalton starting. And Carolina's got one of the worst running defenses in the league. I don't know what the numbers are. They have in front of you. Four. Um, but I I don't think this game is close. Um, I think Kenneth Walker is just gonna he's gonna work it tomorrow. Um, which he's looked better than everyone has expected him to coming off that injury. Give me Pete Carroll and Carolina or Pete Carroll and Seattle uh, manhandling slash destroying Carolina tomorrow. I'm going to put a bunch of money down on this one. If it, even though it's only going to pay back, I'm putting down 10 units to get back five units um, because that's how confident I am. Um, give me Seattle. Um, Give give me a score of who's the backup quarterback for Carolina? It's Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. You give me a score of thirty-five to ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, the Red Rifle's not it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, James. I mean, obviously, it's an NFL game. It probably won't be that that big of a blowout, but that Carolina team was bad with their quarterback. They're going to be bad without the quarterback. I completely agree. In fact, that's what I was going to go with. Honestly, with no with no young, that offensive line, pardon my French, but that offensive line blows. I mean, it is really bad. Uh, Seattle looks like they're back on track, and I think it's going to be a big Ken Walker day. I also think Zach Charbonnet gets his first rushing touchdown. I think he gets a little bit of garbage time at the end because they're kicking ass so much. 
Uh, I have Seattle like 31 to 10, 31 to 17 if Andy Dalton gets a lucky one. All right. Blowout for the Seattle Seahawks. All right, let's see. That Kyle's going to be ugly. I'm not even going to watch that game unless I watch <laughs> Red Zone. I was going to say I'm only going to watch it if Red Zone's on. So. <laughs> yeah. um, That's bad. Bryce Young is out. And I think he is the only guy keeping that team together, even though they're 0-2. I think Bryce Young is still a good quarterback, but he's small and fast, but he's out. So I'm going to give it to – at first I was going to say the Panthers were going to win this one, but I think the Seahawks probably win it by at least 10. So I would say 24-14 to 14 Seahawks. All right. Uh, let me see. Do I have anything – of note here that hasn't been mentioned. Uh, okay, so I agree pretty much. I think Seattle's going to win this game. I don't know if Walker is going to have the game you all say he is. Um, Carolina fourth-ranked rush defense. I think Geno will go off, and players are going to have to choose between DK and Lockett on this one for fantasy. But again, Carolina's schedule semi-weak, so who knows how accurate that is. I do think, however, that this is a game to start Miles Sanders. If we're talking fantasy, I think Sanders is going to have a really, really good game. Not enough to keep it close. Seattle, 24-7. All right, another uninteresting matchup. And sorry, Cowboys fans. We don't like your team, not going to lie. But we keep it real here. Cowboys, Arizona, James, start. Um. So I think long-term season-wide that Diggs' loss is going to be big. I think Diggs is one of the best corners in the league. He turns the ball over a lot. He has the lowest quarterback rating against him, uh, at least last year he did. And I think they are going to lose their ability to just shut down one half of the field. Uh, they play 50% of their coverage in man. I don't think they're going to be able to do that without Diggs there anymore. But this is Arizona. And I believe Arizona is doing just about all they can to tank from a GM perspective. I'll tell you what, though. The players are playing hard for Arizona. And I think as much as I would like to say that Arizona is going to beat Dallas, because I really don't like Dallas. Sorry, guys. But Dallas is going to roll uh, 35-14. Oh, and by the way, credit where credit's due. I actually think Mike McCarthy has done a pretty good job of calling plays this year. I, that's, that's, that's hard for me to say, but I do. Yeah, 35-14 Dallas over Arizona. Austin? Yeah, I'm not going to compliment the Cowboys at all. Um, <laughs> Cowboys are going to win this one in a blowout. Um, it might even be their second shutout of the of the year. I'm going by. I'm going to, I'm going to go 21 to three, Dallas. As much as I, I, I don't watch don't watch this football game. It's not going to be a good. Game. <laughs> 20, yeah, yeah, just, just we'll end it there. 21. So. James, it's funny you say that the Arizona's tanking from a GM perspective because they've led both of the games that they played this year. And a lot of Somehow. people have commanders high, but commanders were down big too. Um, but out of nowhere, like they're winning, 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 and then boom, lose. It's almost like the GM called and said, hey, guys, what are you doing? You want to get fired? Stop well, playing I think football. the players are playing hard. The GM is trying to get rid of every single talented player on that team. I mean, that Isaiah Simmons trade was like ridiculous to me. But yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're good. It's just it feels like the GM's calling down to the sidelines, like, "Hey guys, stop!" <laughs> All right, Kyle. Man, 
I think this game's gonna be a blowout. <laughs> I hate to see it, say it, and I hate to see it. You know, I'm, I I freaking hate the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys <laughs> are one of the worst organizations. The fans suck. But uh, I had the Cowboys winning at forty to sixteen. All right. So if you're a Cowboys fan and you're listening to this, all right, you may not be one of the fans that sucks. We're talking about the it's our year, Weedem Boys fans, one and zero on We're the week. Sorry. That's all of no, them. No, I am. No, I know a couple really have good friends that are Cowboys fans that are honest with their team. So there are good Cowboys fans out there. And in terms of supporting your team, you all are great. But can we stop hearing it's our year when you're 1-0, 2-0 every single year? Let's let the playoffs get here first, all right? A couple of my best friends are Cowboys fans, and if, I don't even want them listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. But ultimately, no. Um good team annoying fan base that is what it is everyone knows it facts all right so i'm not going to go into a whole lot here obviously we all expect the cowboys blowout um just a couple things i want to talk about number one defense in the league so far a lot of people will say they haven't played great people yet but again all right you can't help who's on your schedule you gotta you gotta play the games that you have and they have dominated Every team they're supposed to dominate. And this is why I had them one in my power rankings, even before the, the game last night, is they're doing what they're supposed to do, and the Niners have struggled in areas. Um, another thing to mention with the Diggs injury going out, I don't know if you're big on PFF analytics, but um, I know, James, you're going to say that the whole dynamic's going to change with Diggs out, and it very well could. But their entire secondary is graded top 30 and even one of their backups in the secondary he's the only one actually outside the top 30 at 34 so that speaks highly of their secondary will it, we just have to see how they're going to adjust moving forward and uh, if they can cover up the loss of Diggs. personally Diggs is just good at turning over the getting forcing turnovers he gets burned a lot he gives up a lot of yards so maybe this will be good for the cowboys you never know i also have a blowout mm, i think they score more than 21 i say 27 to I'll be nice six yeah it's gonna be bad yeah I think so too <laughs> they're gonna tank actually the way it's been going it might stay. be freaking Arizona up 14 zip at half and then next thing you know Dallas blows them out <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong if Arizona happen, wins but... if Arizona wins this game I will I will be so happy <laughs> Even as an <laughs> NFC West rival, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to win more than one. I'm not worried about that. I'll tell you what, if Arizona wins, Dallas is dropping outside my top 10. <laughs> All right, Good. next matchup Chicago, Kansas City. We'll start with Kyle on this one. Chicago, Kansas City. Guy, Hope Mahomes. Picks it up. It'll help my fantasy team. Um, but Justin Fields, he's a horrible quarterback. I think the Bears are just a horrible organization. Um, everybody was going to say Justin Fields was going to be an MVP this year. I have the Chiefs winning it, though, 30-6. to six. Side note, go back to the Dallas thing real quick. Jerry Jones, I think, is who Kyle wanted to put the uh, – blame on for the organization for the Cowboys and back to this game um I forget who started last time James go ahead and take this one Austin you'll start the uh next one um 
Chicago is an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, they are terrible. Their defensive coordinator resigned this week. Justin Fields, I know he said he didn't mean to say it was the coach's fault, but he said it was the coach's fault that he's playing like absolute garbage. You know, you watch film of him, right? I'm not saying I do, but like, you know, you watch NFL Live or one of those programs. I mean, Fields literally looks and sees wide open receivers and doesn't throw the football to them. Like there's something, I think he has the yips. I don't know if he needs to go talk to like some sort of sports psychologist or something, but he is playing really badly. Kansas city's defense with Chris Jones back is looking really good. They held Jacksonville out of the end zone last week. I think it's going to be even worse with Chicago. Um, Honestly, Chicago might end up with the first and second overall pick since they got the Carolina Panthers draft pick as well. And I think that means goodbye fields. Hello, Caleb Williams. Hello, Marvin Harrison Jr., um, which they're going to turn around and ruin those players. Uh, I think I have KC 28 to 3, but I really think it's going to be like 28 to 0. I just can't say I can't predict a shutout. That's fair. All right, Austin. Okay, so I agree with some of that. What's funny that you mentioned the Bears might have the first two overall picks because the Cardinals have the Texans' first overall pick. So it's likely they have the first <laughs> two overall picks. It's likely the first four picks are two teams. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, that being said, um, now, in his own words, Justin Fields says the, the, the current coaching – has him playing robotic and he's being overcoached. That's 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 a paraphrase of a quote that he had from, from just a couple of days ago, the day after their defensive coordinator's house got raided by the FBI for unknown reasons. So, um, all that drama going on with Fields playing robotic. There there was a point last year. I think he's got like 50 yards, 52 total yards rushing through two games, and I think he had like four yards last week. Um, Last year, they let him lose. They let him play him, but be himself. And I'm against Ohio State quarterbacks all the way through and through. Um, but they're not. They're over. They're they're overdoing it. They're 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 shutting him down. They're trying to make him play a style that he's not. Um, even if he was at his best, that's still not a good football team. Um, I want to say something crazy like 35 to nothing, but I don't think Kansas City's offense has even has showed me that they can be as electric as that, as they as they once were. That being said, give me a final score of 21 to seven, Kansas City. Um, if you want to bet the line on this one, Kansas City minus 12 and a half. I I think that's fair. 12 and a half is a lot of points. To, I don't I don't I'd probably buy two and a half points and go or two points and go um, Kansas City minus 10 and a half um, just to feel more comfortable about putting my money there. Um, but give me the Chiefs and a blowout. All right. I, I happen to agree with you. I think this is going to be another one of those games where the Chiefs can find their foot, uh, find their footing, return to their former selves to an extent. Hopefully Mahomes taught his wide receivers how to catch this week because um, he's hitting them in the hands and they're just not bringing it in. But, you know, there's a lot of movement on that in that wide receiver core. Um, so, honestly, I think this game's going to be a blowout as well. I'm going to give it to the Chiefs. Chicago's allowing 32.5 points a game. I don't see Kansas City reaching that unless they put stick them on their gloves. Uh, 24 to 
six. All right. Another unexciting matchup, unless you're James over here. So actually, I should have start this one. But um, <laughs> Austin, you're up first. Steelers, Raiders. Yes. So I, I'm sorry, James. Um, <laughs> I think this is going to be a good game. And I think the Raiders are a decent team. Um, I think the Steelers are better than they've been playing. I know they're hurt. Um, and I, I know um, Najee Harris doesn't even doesn't know how to play this position that he's that he is. I think it's not going to be too long before Jalen Warren is the premier back in that in that backfield. Um, give me, I, I'm expecting a hamstring pull or something by Najee, something something respectable in the left before <laughs> rather than being benched. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. The big difference maker here is defense for Pittsburgh. That defense is great. Um, they have been, and they've been under, they've underperformed. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're the current best defense in the NFL, but they have potential to be. Um, JJ Watt, in my opinion, is the best defensive player in the NFL, um, minus Aaron Donald. Just, but just by pure talent and just pure dominance, that guy is always involved in the play and he's just better than any right tackle you can put up against him. Um, that being said, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be 24 to 21 Pittsburgh. Um, the spread is Vegas by two and a half points. Um, I'd buy a point and make that three and a half points. I really think, I think one of these teams is going to win by a field goal. Um, it's just a matter of picking one. It's in Vegas. Um, it has potential for, you know, I mean, Jimmy G has those games, man. He's, he's a homer too. He plays better at home. Um, Devonte Adams is questionable. I'm sure he'll play, but he's still questionable. Um, Josh Jacobs, I mean, come on, what negative six yards rushing last week? <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> I mean, you can't do that. And against a defense like Buffalo, I think Pittsburgh is better defense. I want to pick Vegas based off of how they played in Week One, um, and, and especially if Jacoby Myers comes back. But I just can't in good conscience. So give me the give me the Steelers by a field goal. All right, James, what do you got to say about your team? <sighs> Dejected sighing. I don't know. I, the, I love the Raiders. I'm not entirely sold on the direction McDaniels is taking the team. I know he is in the middle of remolding it into like the team that he wanted because he's trying to get rid of everything that Gruden did, which is understandable. He, Gruden made some bad choices. Um, but I'm just not sold on Vegas right now. I feel really bad for Devontae Adams. You know, he came over to the Raiders expecting to play with his best friend in a high-flying offense, and now he's got Jimmy Garoppolo and the old-school Patriots dink and dunk it. Although, Jimmy did have get a little bit better connection with Devontae last week. Um, as for the Steelers, you know, Kenny Pickett's not reading the field really well. That offensive line is just absolutely atrocious. I mean... Yeah, I think Najee has no explosiveness whatsoever, and Jalen Warren will all will take him over. But that offensive line is not helping that situation at all. Um, unfortunately, the Raiders' defense is pretty terrible too, outside of Max Crosby. So I think Pickens is going to get open. I think he's going to get open often. I think he's going to have another big game this week. I think you should start him in fantasy, especially daily fantasy. Um, and I think Pittsburgh's defense, like Austin was saying, they're starting to turn around. They looked pretty good against the Browns last week. Uh, I think they turn it over Jimmy G probably once or twice. And as much as it pains me to say it, I think Pittsburgh takes this one 24 to 21. All right. Kyle's thoughts? 
I think it's going to be a super close game. Um, I think the Steelers kind of picked themselves up last week. Uh, they beat the Browns. I know Chubb was out, but I'm going to give it to the Steelers 23-20. to 20. All right, another close game. So you guys hit a lot of notes. One of my first notes on this matchup is these teams are both pretty bad. <laughs> um, just looking at points per game here, not good. Points per game allowed here, not good. Uh, defenses, eh, I mean, Pittsburgh's 32nd in the pass, Raiders 27th. Both mediocre rushdies, Pittsburgh 16th, Raiders 18th, and their their offensive numbers are equally dismal. They offensively rank 30 and 31 in the NFL. I think the difference for this game is going to be Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. I think this is going to be a game for them. And there's something about Jimmy G. I think that he's going to edge it out against the last-ranked pass defense in the league. Um, he is slightly uh, maybe that's not the right way to, way to phrase it i think him and purdy are both very mediocre i give purdy the edge over jimmy g i think he's slightly better with some of his reads and ability to read the defense but the thing i like i like about jimmy g is he doesn't turn the ball over he makes the smart throws he makes a smart decision he manages the game i think a combination of all of those things is going to be what gives the raiders the edge and I have them winning and also a close game, but I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring. Um, I'm thinking 31-28 Raiders. Appreciate you on that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Here for you, bro. <laughs> All right, we come up to our Monday night football matchups now. Uh, let's start with the rams Bengals. All right, obviously Joe Burrow's health is in question. We don't know if he's going to play or not, but uh, James, let's go ahead and let you start this one. Um, I think the Rams have defied, defied expectations this year. I think they look surprisingly good. I like the young people they have. That's, I think it's a testament to how smart McVay is. Um, Burrow's calf might be bad, but Stafford's arm's still pretty good. But... If Joe Burrow plays this week, I don't think he lets his team fall to 0-3. So if Burrow plays, I have Cincinnati over the Rams 28-24. If Joe Burrow doesn't go and it's Browning, I'm pretty sure the Rams are going to win 24-10. All right. Austin, I'm going to let uh, Kyle's input go first because I think me and you are going to take a while on this one. <laughs> yeah, I actually want to think going to. All right. So this game really depends. Um it, it's uncertain about Joe Burrow if he would play or not. And I hate to say this. I I think if Joe Burrow's in the game and if he's a healthy Joe Burrow, I think our Rams are going to lose 23 to 17. But if Joe Burrow ain't in there, I'm going to give the Rams a pretty margin victory of 30 to 12. All right, Austin, you want to start? Or you want me to go first? Your choice, bud. Yeah, I'll go first. Joe won't. It won't take me long with or without Burrow Rams by 40. Um, I'm um, uh, <laughs> no, um, we look awesome. Um, this is our year we're paying for the cap. Uh, I mean, the, the, what we've done to get to the, what we did to get to the Super Bowl. This is that penalty year. We have all of our cap space next year, very low penalty. Um, we have first round pick. We have, we can do it all again if we want to, this is the year. But that being said, one of the best coach teams in the NFL, uh, maybe not defensively, 
we have questions there, and but I know the the defense is overperforming. Um, Akella Weatherspoon, um, other than trying to fight Christian McCaffrey at one point in that game, uh, he's been playing very well, uh, but he can be beat. Um, I think either way, it comes down to one person and one person only, and that's Matthew Stafford. Um, can we get what we got for the first seven quarters of the season? Or are we going to get what we got in the fourth quarter of, um, of last week? Um, even though one of those interceptions was not his fault. But that being said, um, give me the Rams um, marginally. You know what? Give me the Rams 28 to 24 with Burrow, surprisingly. Um, without Burrow, 35 to 0. <laughs> um, real quick, though. I mean, obviously, I don't. You know, obviously, I'm a homer, and I'm gonna go with them. Um, betting wise, it's my it's Cincinnati minus three and a half points or minus three points. I would uh, get that extra half a point and um, bet the Rams my, a plus three and a half points because uh, if if the Bengals win, I don't. I mean, every game has been close and been been in striking distance. If they win, it's not going to be by by much. So um, I feel comfortable betting the Rams plus points on that one. All right. I have a lot to say here. All right. I just, I don't know where to begin. Um, so I don't remember the exact metric, but there was a, I think it was a PFF ranking system that came out a year or two ago. And it talked about where they would rank the head coaches based on a team with average talent. And they, I think they had McVay outside the top 10. If he wasn't, he was at the very bottom of the list. This oh, yeah right here is a huge I told you so to whoever made that list because this team is about as average as you can get you know I mean they have Stafford obviously right but outside of and Aaron Donald but outside of those two there's no Cooper Cup this is a very average team in my opinion and he is making them look like contenders so far um which is a huge sock. So I think that's a testament to to McVay and how how well he can can coach. Um, before I go into anything else, I personally thought Kyron Williams was a big weak spot on defense. But some fun facts: uh, Darion Kendrick is tied for first in incompletions as the primary defender with eight, and tied for sixth in pass breakups with six. Additionally, the pair dog. of what's up? Oh, I'm saying I was coming. Oh. He's a dog. Sorry. The pair of Kendrick and Othello, Kendrick has allowed the third fewest yards among quarterback cornerbacks with 24 total yards, and Witherspoon has allowed 33, which ranks him 10th among DBs. So maybe maybe they're onto something. I don't know. I just haven't seen it. Um, but obviously, Atwell's going off. I thought he was a bust and undersized, and Puka. I'm surprised he was still on the team. And yeah, of course, Puka Nakua, like this man is like baby cup 2.0. Um, when is it going to stop? Jefferson has kind of disappeared. So I think when Cup comes back, it's going to be Cup, Nakua, Atwell all the way. And 100%. I am excited about Williams. His Notre yards Dame, per carry is still low. So we need to see where he is moving forward on the ground, but he is a pass threat uh, for Matthew Stafford as well. And it's hard to forget about Higby. He's been quiet, but Higby can come up big in, in clutch moments. So 
Stafford looks healthy again, back to his old self, the year he came to the Rams and they won the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going to win this year, but he looks very, very good. And over the next few games, I think he has seven games left um, to pass for like four or 500 yards to become the number two overall pass yarding leader through their first 200 games behind only Drew Brees. So, um, regardless if Burrow's playing or not, I have the Rams winning this game. Um, Burrow won't be at full strength. Their passing rank is 30th when he was in. Jamar Chase is struggling. Um, their pass defense is 31st. They're allowing 25 and a half points per game compared to the Rams 21 and a half. Somehow their bend but don't break approach is still working. Uh, I will say, actually, I'll go into that tomorrow more in depth, but I think the key receiver for the Bengals tomorrow, if um, Burrow plays, is going to be Higgins. Uh, I forget the backup's name in um, Cincy, but... Jake Browning, Graham, I think? Yeah, that's it. You can't write him off because he was a heavy hitter in the Pac-12 when he was in college there. So, uh, yeah, this is the NFL. It'll be his first NFL snap, but... That doesn't mean he can't sling the ball. That's not so. true. He has one pass for negative two yards. Oh, okay. I guess I <laughs> didn't see that when I was doing my research. So regardless, I think it's a good game. I think the Rams come out on top either way. Um, it's either by a field goal if Burrow's there or maybe 10 points, but no Burrow. I think the Rams run away with it. I'm assuming Burrow's not going to be there. I'll say 31 to 17 or 20. I forget what I put in the article I put out. There's an article I put out about this, but I'm going on the fly here. So, all right. This brings us to our final matchup of the week. James's number two team, the Philadelphia Eagles, going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. James, since this is your second team and your your favorite NFC team, I'll let you, you start this one out. Well, in fairness, my grandmother has been a season ticket holder for them for 50 years. So I've actually seen more Eagles games live than I have Raiders games. Um, But Philadelphia. okay, actually, let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've been impressed by Baker Mayfield and the Bucs. I'm completely shocked that they've gotten anywhere at all this season. Uh, Mike Evan wants his money, and it's quite obvious he is playing like that. Um, Philly looks out of sync on offense and defense with their new coordinators. But I think this week the offense finally starts to click. I think they start to look a little bit more normal. I still think talent-wise, top to bottom, they're the best team purely on just talent. They're not playing the best, but talent-wise, they're the best team in the NFL. I got Philly winning in a shootout 31-24. to Austin, thoughts? Yeah, so I will first say I've been a supporter of Baker Mayfield um, more so out uh, more so in the NFL, I would say. Um, I liked him in college. He, I mean, the, that Rose Bowl game against Georgia was one of the best football games I've ever seen, even though that they had, he lost that game. Um, big, big fan of Baker. Love his come in and win last year. Um, I needed that. I know it didn't mean anything to anybody else but Rams fans, but, man, did I need them to win that game. Um, that being said, this is the game that you're going to see if they're for real. Mike Evans, pay the man. Baker Mayfield fits perfectly in that system. Um, Rashad White's been disappointing, but but serviceable. That being said, the Eagles didn't look great through two weeks, but still found ways to win. The reason behind that is because they're a complete team. Um, you know, they, they probably regret letting uh, 
Chauncey go or Gardner Johnson go. Um, the um, the Swift was awesome last week. Their offensive line they can run they can run block better than any team in the league. Uh, maybe other than the 49ers. their pass blocking needs to come work. Um, if all so if all fails, they can just do quarterback sneaks on every down because um, they get four yards of carry almost damn near when it comes to those. Um, give me give me a, a close game. Give me 31 28, um, 31 to 28 Philadelphia. Um, but do not be surprised if Baker Mayfield just goes out there and explodes. I, I don't know what it is about him. He's he has he has this he plays with a kind of fire underneath him like he's not a first overall pick. You know he he plays kind of like Brock Purdy does with like a chip on his shoulder and and it's a and it's a well placed chip. Um, but yeah, good good game. I'm looking forward to this one. I won't be watching it because the Rams game will be on at the same time. Um, but. It's going to be a good football game, but give me the Eagles with a close win. As for betting purposes go, the spread here is Eagles minus five and a half. I don't or minus five. I don't love that spread. Um, I'd buy a couple points and take Philadelphia, um, or uh, take Philadelphia minus two and a half. I'd buy three points, and maybe a wash as far as the uh, the money or as far as the line goes, but. Um, I don't feel comfortable with them winning by more than a field goal. So I wouldn't either take the money line or buy two points and make that buy three points and make that two and a half points. You think that's more of an over under game? Yeah, that's definitely more of an over under game. Um, I don't have the over under in front of me. Um, I it. it will probably honestly be less scoring than I'm predicting it will be. Um, do you have the over and under? I'm pulling it up right now. Um, oh, it's 45 points. Uh, give me the over on that one. Yeah, definitely. Yep, 45. All right. Uh, Kyle's thoughts here. Let's see what his words were. Billy and Tampa Bay. I mean, after last year, I'm a pretty big fan of Baker Mayfield. I don't know what it is about him. I know mean, he only won like one game for us last year. Uh, but I became a big fan of him, but I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with the Eagles. Eagles are just too fast. So I'm going to give it to the Eagles 25 to 23. I think it's going to be a close game. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think here. Uh, defense for the Eagles has underperformed um, for me. They've still played pretty decent, but I thought they were going to be much more dangerous. They still can be if they smooth some things out. And they came off to a slow start, even offensively. Um, A.J. Brown was getting mad last week that he wasn't getting the ball, but they didn't need to. Swift was running it all over the place. So um, they're one of those teams, though, that you expect so much out of them. And even though they're not doing so good, they're still grinding out victories. That You know, they're 2-0. and Like, how, do you, how can you be mad at that? I mean, the good teams, even when they're struggling, win games. So... Philadelphia is a very dangerous team just because of that. And Swift is like out to prove something this season. I don't know if it's to Detroit or the fans or what, but um, they do have the first ranked pass defense in the league. That could be troublesome for Baker Mayfield. I expect Evans to get some of his touches. Like James said, he's playing like he wants to get paid, but I expect it to be kind of a, a Chris Godwin game tomorrow. Um 
hard to to take a lot into account for Tampa Bay with their schedule. Again, I know you can only play who you can play, but I'm just I'm not sold on them yet. I honestly I don't know. White is so iffy with me right now. I still need to see more from him as well. But Philly is the last ranked rush defense, so maybe he has a decent game, maybe like 60 to 75 yards and a touchdown. I think Eagles win this game, though, um, by at least 10, maybe, I don't know, 21, 10, 21, 28, 17, something like that. I don't know. I, I say Philly by two scores, though. So, all right, that, that wraps up our matchup analysis for this week's games, week three. Uh, before we close out, though, what I do want is – you, if you already brought up an upset in your picks, you can reuse that one. But I want to know everybody's biggest chance of an upset or, you know, who do you think is more likely to get an upset this week if you had to choose? Uh, Austin, go ahead and go first. Okay, so I I, I picked a couple upsets. Um, I'd say quite a few, to be honest with you. Um, the one I feel the most confident in is the Titans over Cleveland. Um, it's three and a half points favoriting Cleveland. Um, I am going to pick two, though, um, because I feel I feel real confident um, in the Falcons going 3-0. I think they only still win 19 games, but I think they win their first three. Um, so, but give me, for my, for my upset of the week, Titans over the Browns. All right, Titans over the Browns, upset number one. James. It's definitely got to be the Atlanta Falcons over the Lions. I I just think the Falcons are playing a lot better. I don't think Desmond's as terrible as everyone thinks, and I think Arthur Smith's doing a great job projecting him, protecting him. And like I said, man, Bijan is the truth. I think the Falcons-Lions is a safe bet this week, even though it's an upset. All right. And I had something going on with Kyle's audio, um, so – I'm just going to go ahead and, and say what his upset was for him. He chose Denver. He said Denver was going to beat Miami. That's a very, very bold bold uh, prediction right there. Um, Kyle predicts. Okay. Kyle predicts Miami's going to win, but he thinks the likeliest upset could be Denver over Miami. Hmm. Um, for myself, uh, I thought I made it evident that my upset of the week is going to be Atlanta over Detroit as well. But for the care, uh, the sake of keeping things interesting, I'll choose another one um, that came to my attention as we were talking here. Carolina, if I had to choose another one outside Atlanta, I would pick Carolina over the Seattle Seahawks. Red rifle, uh, baby. Something. It, it's not even the offensive side of things. It's how bad Seattle's defense is and how good Carolina's is. So just just based on looking at that, they would be my my upset of the week outside of Atlanta. so I don't consider the Rams game being an upset, even though they're not favorites. I think the Rams are... And that, yeah. The Rams was the are spread not on that again? with no Burrow. Yeah, agreed with that one. What was the spread on the Rams-Cincy game again? Uh, Cincy minus three. Cincy minus three. Okay, so they got the they got the three points for being at home, so it's really even. Yeah, and that, I think Vegas knows Burrow's not going to play. Yeah, so I wouldn't really count that as an upset either. Aaron Donald tears, tears Burroughs ACL if he plays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, let's hope not because I don't wish injury on anybody. So Yeah, me neither. But and if I and if that happens, I feel so bad. <laughs> I like yeah. Joe Burrow. 
So, all right, that concludes episode one for our podcast here. All right, Couch Coaches Unplugged. Hopefully we get some more Couch Coaches to join us and, and check this out. Leave some comments. Let us know what they thought. Give us some uh, constructive criticism. Uh, stay tuned, though. Um, we plan to do a fantasy ranking show sometime tomorrow and drop that before the Sunday slate. Uh, so we are going to do it based on a PPR league, though. It would take up way too much time and stuff to do you know, multiple different leagues. We'll plan on rankings for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, special teams. And then I'm going to have each of the team pick their uh, top five most uh, – appealing flex players to, to put in the lineup. So, all right. Thanks everyone. And uh, we hope to see you again next episode. Thanks guys. Kyle gives his regards as well, even though he's not here. <laughs>